Hey everybody, happy Sunday and welcome to Call the AD here on Scottish Watches. I'm Arthur. I'm Stephanie. And this is our weekly show where we go in-depth on one particular topic and have a fun discussion about it with you all live in the chat. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about heirloom watches, a little bit of some of our personal stories, but also what makes one, Yeah. Um, what are your options, um, you know, is every watch worthy of being an heirloom watch? Which I think there's probably some varying opinions on that, so that'll be interesting to hear what people have to say. Um, but before we get started, if you like what you see, please like this video, subscribe, and hit the bell icon so you can see what we're doing on the channel, as well as our friends at Time of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You want to start with a wrist check? I think so. Um, we wore our heirloom watches today. Oh, I didn't. You didn't? No. What are you doing? I just wore a watch. No. I don't have to talk about this <laughs> I guess. Come on. You got to like dress for the theme. Um, but I am wearing a Tiffany's dress watch. I'm going to take it off and see if I can show it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, you put it close. Put your hand behind it. There we go. Um, so this is a Tiffany's dress watch that it was my stepdad's that he... That's not really working. No, it's not working. It? That he passed down to me. Um, around the time that Arthur and I got married and, um, I just love it. I great. It's great. It's a simple dress watch with Roman numerals, but I think it's really beautiful. And the strap that I had on it was just like a black one and it was starting to get a little worn and I decided to do something fun with it and got Delug's, um, custom ordered a Tiffany blue chevre strap. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it's just fun. Like it makes it a little less stressy and a little bit yeah. more playful. And, um, I've really been getting into, um, like colorful straps and making everything a little bit more colorful in my collection. So, um, this, this is really fun. I love this piece. It's really special to me. Um, it's a quartz, which I know is not like you're thinking heirloom mm -hmm. watches, not something you would think of to have, to have a quartz watch, but this is great. And I love that he wore it a bunch and, you know, now, um, women are wearing a little bit larger watches and back then men were wearing a little bit smaller watches. So right. it fits my wrist pretty perfectly. Um, and now to see it on a men, man's wrist seems really small, actually. Like, like it looks really tiny. I think. 33, I think. Um, yeah. Here, let's but, show a, a picture from a real, Instagram a picture. here. Yeah. So there's a, an actual close-up picture of oh, it. Let me, let me do the switcheroo. Sorry, that's not working well at all. There we are. There the picture is more important than our faces. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's also the only like gold, all gold watch that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I love it. So I wanted to wear it today. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I am wearing, not wearing, an not watch. wearing my heirloom watch. I'm wearing my Tudor Black Bay 58 today, the classic gilt dial black one. But, um, we'll talk about, I guess we'll talk more about our heirloom yeah. watches a little bit later, but I guess to start things off saying hi to some friends here in the chat, both Coos and David. Uh, we delayed the show a little bit today because of the British Grand Prix, which was... Uh, it was of, a great race. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I, it was a race. It was, it was a race. It was entertaining. Yes, say that's that. right. A lot of yeah. controversy yeah. in that one, too. Worth watching if you haven't yet. Yeah, if you're into F1. Yeah. All right, so to start things off, I guess... What is an heirloom watch? Well, at a very you? like basic level, it's whatever watch you pass on to to others, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we had our baby Celeste. She's going to get all of our watches, so I guess they're all technically heirloom right. watches. But um, maybe thinking from early on or at some point in your child's 
life of getting a, a watch that you want to pass along to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's heirloom with the intent of it being yes. heirloom. Yeah. David has a good point here that really anything could be of an course. heirloom watch for future generations, yep. even this Black Bay 58 yep. that I bought only for myself. Well, and like I have a quartz Seiko gold plated it's not mm-hmm. very pretty watch that my dad wore, right? Yeah. Um, it's sitting at my desk. That's what matters is that he wore it. He wore it. Um, it's like ugly and not working, but I have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he has some other nicer watches too. It'd be fun to have at some point. But yeah, um, yeah. so that's that counts too. It doesn't all have to be high end, right? right. Yeah. So just by definition, it's a watch to be passed down, right? Yeah. Whether that's inherited at the end of mm-hmm. a someone's life, a grandparent or a parent passing it down or given as a gift at a certain milestone often, yeah. right? Like uh, a 18th, 16th or 18th mm-hmm. birthday, college, graduation, all of those are nice times to pass those Yeah, on, right? some big accomplishment in their lives. So, um, or a wedding, right? That's uh-huh. another one. Yeah, yeah. I think this is, this is an interesting point. Uh, midlife crisis watches are <laughs> crucial for heirloom status. That's probably true for for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you kind of like went really big with a watch purchase around that time. That's probably going to be something that, uh, that you hand down. Yeah. But one thing to think about too is like our daughter may not be into watches, right? No, right. Because whatever your parents do is wrong, right? And not <laughs> not cool and not fun. So yep. she may think we're huge nerds about this. Um, so, but I think if you're thinking about getting an heirloom watch to pass on, you would want something that's pretty classic, right? And I not, think so. or maybe that just usable, wearable, like something that can be enjoyed, not just like some grand complication thing <laughs> that you can only wear once every now and then. Um, and actually, I think Coos brings up a good point. Like in 20, 30 years, are, you know, I hope wristwatches are still a thing and exciting with just like yeah. other classic jewelry pieces. But I don't know, maybe she's going to have like some like heads up display hologram thing like yeah the like a contact screen on my contact lens or my bionic implants i don't need this old technology it'll be antiques but but i think that's one of the themes i we've seen with ourselves and with other people who have heirloom watches that they value a lot is it's more about who it came from than what it is right and i think that's one of the things i was interested to talk about is um you know what's worthy of it being an heirloom watch Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that came to mind is some people buy things for this intention, right? You buy something upon the birth of a child, yeah. like we're trying to do with the pink OP for Celeste. Maybe she'll turn 18 before we get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, or you may just have something that you wear so much, and mm-hmm. you, especially if it's for your kid, they see you wearing that watch. They experience things yeah. with you. Um, and then it's like burned in their memory one day they have it. And that's special too. Right. right. Yeah. Um, no, I really like the idea too of passing on something that you have memories together with. Right. So it's not just, Oh, Celeste saw me wearing this watch all the time or something like that. But yeah. um, that this, you know, it's a watch that I was wearing for her first ballet recital or the first time she mm-hmm. raced a car, whatever it is. Um, and really like building those memories together. And then that's something that she, she can have and right. enjoy. Yep. Yep. So what do you think on, on when to pass it down? I mean, it's certainly the inherited yeah. aspect, which is a little grim to think about. Right. right? But I like, sorry, I kicked the bucket, but here's a, here's everything. Here's a, yeah. 
I mean, it, it, giving it as a gift at a milestone emphasizes, especially when you have multiple watches, that there is one that you intended maybe for this purpose. I think it's really nice because then you can you can watch them enjoy it and wear it. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully they enjoy it and wear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not just keep it in a safe. But, you know, at what age? I don't know. I think we're going to have to see how Celeste's maturity level is, right? And mm -hmm. when we trust her with, with right. you know, an important piece of of jewelry like that. Um, I also think too, that I have other watches I might want to give her before I give her mm -hmm. the Rolex OP, mm -hmm. right? Something that she can wear that I'm worried a little bit less about if she, you know, if you give her something at 16 and she's a, you know, not super responsible teenager and loses right. it, I don't want, yes. I don't want to feel awful. I don't want her to feel really terrible. That means it wasn't time to pass on something right. really nice. So. And if you gave it to her too early and then that happened, I think that's not necessarily on her. It'd be more on us. Right. Because we set her up in this situation where this Maybe we didn't teach her to be responsible enough. Yeah, maybe, I mean, <laughs> yeah, handed know. something up um, a little too early. But I like the idea of not having it just be a birthday, but some big milestone in her life or some big accomplishment. So like graduation is one, but you know, maybe something outside of school that she's really mm, proud of. That's a good idea. Um, or a reward of, you know, some sort of incentive thing for her that we can right. set up. I was thinking college graduation. Yeah. Nice, but there are other ways to do it. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but in this watch too, like we're buying it with the intention of, of an heirloom watch, right? I, I thought it would be fun to get her birth year watch. Let's hope we're able to get it. Yeah. So hopefully it a, comes in the same you year. You know, we'll 2021 birth year watch. But I do intend to wear it, right? I don't. I, for us, I didn't want to get an airline watch that stays in the safe and just adds, you know, a cruise value, maybe, I don't know, you know, cruise value over 16 years, 18 years. Mm -hmm. I think it, I, what I would appreciate and enjoy about it is, um, not just, I don't want to wear, you know, a Rolex, pink Rolex for 16, 18 years, but, um, I think it's important to build memories with it and not just keep it in a safe. But I also don't mm -hmm. tend to want to have safe Queens watches yeah. anyway, more broadly. Right. right. So that's the like, so there's the, do you, if you, if you're intending something to be an heirloom watch, do you buy it new or do you buy mm -hmm. it used? Mm -hmm. I think it's nice to buy it new yeah, so that it starts its life within your family. Right. Um, and then it does the, do you keep it new for them right. unworn or do you wear it? And I think I'm with you there. Even I who likes perfect flawless scratchless watches. I think the point of, uh, a, a kid or whoever in, in whatever relationship you may be passing the watch on to that they've seen you wear it. Yeah. And that's part of the experience. Well, right? then with me, you might as well buy it used because it's going to look <laughs> well worn. You would pass on something and still be, you know, perfectly pristine, mm -hmm. but. All right. Well, well, watches. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of watch style, I feel like his, I mean, my stereotype of an heirloom watch mm -hmm. is it's a certain like, caliber is a bad word but for uh watches because of it, it means movement but uh, a certain like level of watch worthy of passing down and at least maybe it's just because of the style of prior generations i feel like a lot of heirloom watches today are dress watches passed mm -hmm. down but i think there's something to be said for it being a more everyday piece because it's just more usable, especially yeah. as people get more casual in the way they dress too, right. right i mean we'll see what trends are but i think yeah, having something that doesn't necessarily have to be like super dressy or super mm -hmm. casual, but this maybe this is where that category of one watch to rule them all fits in, right? Mm -hmm. Of it would what be a great a good one to pass like on. start a collection with a watch that's like that. Um, or yeah. if she never wants to buy any other watches or have any other watches, too bad she's getting all of mine. But mm -hmm. um, 
you know, that's, that's a good one to like anchor. Yeah. Anchor so I think that I would summarize that as an iconic watch is mm-hmm. probably a safe choice, more likely to stand the test of time in terms of its design. Yeah. And especially if it's one that's versatile, um, you know, that's fun yeah. too. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, where we're not, we don't know where trends are going to go, right? Like right now women are tending to wear bigger watches, but I think that's because 15, I guess even now 20 years ago mm-hmm. when watches started getting really big for men, mm-hmm. right. Then I think that kind of followed that women started wearing bigger watches. So, you know, even getting a 36 OP to pass on, mm-hmm. is that going to look really big? Still in some risk 15, there. 20 years, there's, there's a little bit of risk, like a more classic choice would be, uh, you know, a smaller date just or um, a Cartier tank or something right. that like, I don't think small will ever be inappropriate. Right. Like totally yeah. out of right. trend. Because, right. um, because yes, there are trends, but there's certain things that are about like proportion to the human anatomy of a wrist. Right. And that's simple as that. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. David raises the point to some extent, picking a higher end piece ensures it will be treated with mm-hmm. importance. I think there is something to be said to that. And I think perhaps the counterpoint is what Koos says, because isn't the right watch the one you, you loved. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess it also depends upon the people and the personalities involved too. Right. Yeah. A little bit. And what you're going for, if you want that heirloom thing to be about its value in some way, or just sentimental. Well, it's really what quality, right. So maybe it's not super expensive or Mm. worth especially because mechanical worth keeping it running right. all that time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. from just like the practice. But you can get that in a couple hundred dollars Seiko. Right. That's true. And that's fine. Yeah. There's some great, there's some great ones out there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you could argue at that point, like, okay, that if it's a mechanical Seiko, it's going to be served, need to be serviced so many times mm-hmm. over this passing yeah, it down it. that you've paid for it many times over. Uh-huh. But if it's that sentimental, then that's fine too. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of birth year watch mm-hmm. because then when it is handed down, um, even if it hasn't taken the journey with that person their whole life, they know it's just the same age. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you see collectors even try to seek that out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they nobody's, you know, it's rare that someone's parents were just as into this hobby as they right. are if they're watching the show or whatever, but you know, to sort of seek out your own birth year mm-hmm. watch is a thing. Yeah. And I think something I'm interested in. Yeah. Know, some point, although it would require me to buy used, and and at this point, truly vintage. They're only getting older, right? So that's a little. Against They're only getting me. older. You're only getting older. Both, <laughs> both. This is the nature of time, right? Yeah. Um, I think classically, precious metal seems to be appropriate, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably just because the watches that are being handed down as heirloom watches now, especially from like I don't know, our parents to our generation. Mm-hmm were more traditionally sort of a dressier piece, you know, and those dress watches were often precious metals. Yeah. That perhaps supports David's argument that a higher value or higher tier Mm -hmm. watch is more likely to be sort of respected and cared for by the next, um, the next generation. Um, But I wonder with precious metals, I guess I'm specifically thinking gold. I mean, I don't think a men's gold dress watch is ever truly out of style, but definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, for you, you don't wear gold really. I mean, you know, now Mm -hmm. that you've. It's mostly that I don't wear dress watches, but I haven't tried a gold sports watch either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
so then it's like, what if you do want to go precious metal? Do you do you do a white gold or a yellow gold mm-hmm. for, for a men's watch? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a safer, like safer with women, right? You can, you can mm-hmm. kind of go either way. That's true. Probably be fine. Because even if our daughter doesn't like watches, mm-hmm. she might enjoy wearing it as jewelry. Like piece of jewelry, yeah. Uh, which is an interesting thought too. That's yeah. fine as well. Um, one thing I think is cool that we did not have on any of the watches we received mm-hmm. as heirloom watches is engraving. Yeah. It's a nice way to go. And if you're sure something is going to be an heirloom piece, I think that's a cool way to kind of lock that in. I think so too. Um, and particularly, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tempted by this idea, particularly um, the reverso and the way the, the room that watch mm-hmm. has for engraving and how it can be done by JLC, I think is particularly beautiful, right? When the case is flipped, yeah. the, if it's not a duo or a duetto, there's a lot of real estate for really pretty engraving. And this is where I think it's it, like, if you really did a reverso where I think the back is just like meant to be engraved, right? I think uh, mm-hmm. so. if you're going to like for an heirloom watch, right? If you're getting a reverso, you're not sure you're going to keep it. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. I think investing in having, really, really, really nice engraving done, whether it's through JLC or through some sort of master engraver type. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not just a monogram or a birth date, but um, they can do some really neat images or, you know, you know family crests. If you've yeah, got one of those, right. I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that could be, I think that could be really fun. That could even be an experience, right? If you go together mm-hmm. to JLC with the watch and go do that. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting point is if if the person to eventually receive mm-hmm. the watch is there for its purchase yeah. or creation, that's yeah. a cool element that is a good too. Way. Maybe you go on a really great trip together and buy it and say, you know, you'll wear yeah. it for a while and eventually hand it on. David says engraving makes it harder <laughs> for your future generations to pawn it off or whatever. Yeah, I like exactly. that idea. Lock it in. Um, Will here is saying... I think he's going for the idea of sort of classic and versatile Tudor Rolex, Cartier, Grand Seiko, Mango would be good to pass down. Yep. Some, some bright links as well. Yeah. I mean, it all depends upon your preference, but Mm -hmm. a lot of those things are sort of more classic designs, less avant-garde and of a certain uh, moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, And material wise, steel or white gold makes it more everyday wearable for sure. For sure. I think every day, but like could be dressed up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think all the ones you mentioned were great, but that's why I like Reverso. I think that's like a fun, a fun one. But, you know, a sub, a Cartier tank, mm-hmm. a date just, I don't know, an Omega, like Aquaterra. Tech Calatrava. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, we're working on a different budget <laughs> there. Um, but that's, I think that's, yeah, kind of what you yeah. look for. So should we talk about some more about ours? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you talk about yours? Okay, sure, sure. So mine, I've told a little bit of the story on past shows, but mine, I guess you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't pick this off of a, a dealer shelf and say this watch is going to be an heirloom from the start. Yeah. It does feel, feel particularly of the moment of the 2000s, but uh, this is my Tag Heuer Aqua Racer Chrono Timer, and uh, my half-brother, uh, who was about 15 years older than me, um, unfortunately got cancer and before he passed away, wanted to own a nice watch and he knew very little about watches, but was sort of a techie guy. Smart watches weren't a thing yet. 
Um, so he went into Tourneau in New York City looking for a watch that sort of suited his style. It was a more casual guy. Um, and as I said, into technology. So went with this Annie Digi um, tough waterproof watch. And uh, t- this I inherited when he passed away in 2008. And I mean, to be honest, it's not the watch I would have picked mm-hmm, as my mm-hmm. only nice watch. But for me, it was also my first nice watch. Yeah. And it's important for sentimental reasons, of course. Um, and it represents to me sort of his style, which is different than mine, but it's, it's, it's all sort of encapsulated in that. So it's not something that's become like a daily wearer for me, but it's something I definitely value a lot. Um, so yeah, this is, this is that watch. It came on a rubber OEM strap. Um, here I've got it on a NATO, which is a little bit, um, to me, a little comfier. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's it was an example of, to me, like a very non-traditional heirloom watch. But it, it also showed me, especially when you're talking about sentimental value, it really can be anything. Well, and right? I like this one because it's not something you see all the time, right? And when you when you wear it, obviously you have the sentimental value to it. I actually kind of like that it's very mm-hmm. of the 2000s because mm-hmm. it's very clearly like, I don't know. Your brother saw this watch. He picked it yeah. out. He, he wanted it for himself. It was super cool at the time. I think it's still super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to have it kind of not just like not just a connection because it was his, but it takes you back to that like that right. era and what he was thinking. Right. And then in, in this case, it's interesting. You know, of course, it was a sad thing happening, but because it is of that of that moment, I know it reminds me of exactly that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and that he did this like happy thing for himself, right. which is really nice. That's the, to me. I don't look at it and feel sad. I look no. at it and feel happy. So and you wear it a lot when you're driving. It's a good. It's true. It's great for wearing on autocross yeah. days and any day you're that fun feels sporty. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. So that's that is that is the heirloom watch I have received. Yeah. Um, why don't we switch over to show yours? You sure. talked a little bit about the Tiffany. Do you want to start there? Or do you yeah. Want to no, the show the Tiffany again. Um, I just, I think that this watch is just such, such a classic. I, I don't usually, I don't know. I, there aren't many Tiffany's watches that I'm particularly interested in or have really gravitated mm-hmm. towards. So I think actually some of their East West stuff that's out now is kind of fun. I know it's not like, fantastic movements or anything, mm-hmm. but just interesting, fun designs. But this, I mean, for a girl to get a Tiffany watch <laughs> is just something really fun and very, and very special. Especially so, in the U S right. Yeah. That, that brand name is sort of has like really nice jewelry associations. Um, but when we got married and um, my stepdad, Bob, um, told me that he wanted to, to pass this along to me. Um, you know, I just gotten out of doing watch research for you, buying a Frederic Constant and was mm-hmm. starting to think, well, I wanted to get a nice watch for myself. So at the time, not only was this wonderful to receive such a special gift from him, but I was mm-hmm. super just starting to really get that watch bug mm-hmm. and to have him pass it along to me was really, was really special. Yeah. And you've made it your own with the strap. Which I have. Cool. I mean, I, 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 before I changed it and just had on the black strap, I wore it a lot. Like when I, whenever I would mm-hmm. dress up in a suit, 
um, or, you know, have some big important meeting. This was usually the watch that I went mm-hmm. for when I needed to dress up a little bit. I wore it to some black tie events, which was really, really fun. Um, I don't often wear gold jewelry, but anytime I did, I would always, I would always wear this. Um, yeah. And now I'm really liking playing with colors. So I think by having it on the Tiffany blue strap, it's like, yeah, it's playing up Tiffany. That's just, that's just kind of fun. Um, but then also to have a little bit of color makes it a little bit more casual. Um, and just, yeah, kind of fun. Which is more useful these days when we're not dressing up as much. It is. Cool. And, and then the interesting thing is a few years later, another, another classic dress watch sort of popped up as a a second gift, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. This one is, this one is great. So um, again, my stepdad, Bob had, uh, had this universal Geneve that he passed along to me as a Christmas gift a couple of years ago. Um, I had never seen this watch before. I didn't know he had it. And then it, this just like came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, Before he passed it along, he did, he had it serviced. And so it's, it's running really well. It's running pretty great. Um, and it's, I think the the case shape is really beautiful. It's kind of hard to see in that picture. Let me see if I can show it here. Then we go full screen. Terrible at, um, at doing this, but hold it really close so that your hand is covering most of the screen. You got to get my face. I can't do it. Anyway, it has like almost Turkey leg kind of lugs Uh and it's just, it's not a shape that I have on any other sort of watch or that I really see or could get at any sort of reasonable price point. Um, And the gold on this one, it, 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 Tends a little rosy. I think it's it is yellow gold, but it definitely yeah. is on the. It's almost like it's yellow side. gold where some of the alloy materials have patinaed yeah, a little. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and the dial is like this this fun kind of silvery. You know, it has yeah. a little bit of, of patina on it. Um, now, when this was serviced or when he bought it, I'm not sure. They did switch out the hands. So these aren't original hands. I think it was this. happened a long time ago. Yeah, even exactly. these have patina quite a bit. Um, so my project, one of my projects for this year is to seek out the original hands for this watch. Because we found a picture of them. They're beautiful. Like a leaf shape. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And I just think it would kind of take this watch up to up to the next level. So um, I that's something I... I'd like to get done. Yeah. Um, and then play around with straps. I just put this one on because I, I happen to have it. Um, but get something fun, get in, like a custom one from deluxe too. I think yeah, just to make nice. it, make it even more Could special. even go with color yeah. or, or just something quite, I think maybe something classic. classic, like a, um, but maybe a little bit lighter. Um, That'd be nice. like a light tan or beige or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I love this and it's, and it's really special and it means a lot that he, that he passed both of these on to me. Um, I do like that they're dress watches. I tend to wear them more for, mm-hmm. for special occasions or at least when I'm dressed up a little bit and not just in, in jeans. Though it definitely like, yeah. works with jeans, but. For um, you especially. I feel yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not so much a dress watch and yeah. casual kind of guy. You might be able to wear this one. This one's a little bit bigger. Yeah. No, I've worn it one yeah. day actually. Yeah. I hope you knew that. <laughs> A couple of years sure. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really nice. I do like yeah. it. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask those in the chat, have you bought a watch explicitly with the intent of it being passed down? Or have you been given or inherited a watch that has particular sentimental or monetary value, whatever it is to you? I wanted to see what people have to say. Sure. I think most people probably have stories like this, or or at least sort of, daydream about one day doing that. Mm-hmm. I see um, 
Shizzle here in the comments says, I'd love to give my daughter my SBGA 413. That's the spring Grand mm -hmm. Seiko season. The Sweet 16, yeah. <laughs> For the feeling she'd prefer a car. Yeah, that's probably true around that age. I don't know. But... Like, kids are getting their licenses later and later these days, right? Mm -hmm. Are they even driving as much? Maybe we'll have. Maybe the watch is the right gift. Yeah. 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 I think you should do that for it. It'd be really nice. I have one of those as well. It's a nice pink watch. But he'll pass it on to his 16 year old daughter, and you won't let me wear yours. Trust a teenager, and you don't trust your wife. Well, maybe when Celeste is a teenager, I'll let her. Let you her let her wear, wear it before me? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other stories or, or thoughts on that? Uh, on handing things down. Let's give people a... Yeah. Who's just saying great value in vintage gold watches. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. That's some cool stuff, especially if you don't mind smaller diameters. You know, we don't really have any store... I don't know if we know any multi-generational mm. watches that have been passed down. Um, I actually don't know what watch my grandparents... Watches mm. my grandparents wore. Um, I don't know if you do. Maybe no, I ask don't. your mom. Yeah, I'm wondering about my grandfather. Because that would be fun to, yeah. to know and learn about. And, oh, Dan showed up. Speaking of, of heirloom watches, there's a really nice story he put together and um, with Ben Hodges from Fratello on um, inheriting his grandfather's uh, Omega tuning fork movement oh, yeah. constellation. That's, really um, that's, a, that's a, one of the greatest personal stories yeah. um, that, that I know of in terms of watches. So. That's true. Let's see. Yeah, I totally agreed with Ollie G. Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Any watch can be an heirloom. Yep, yep. I'm with no, you there. I very much agree with that. I did I did like the idea, though, of buying something special for Celeste that we were going to pass on. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, I'm going to enjoy it, you know, to not keep it in a safe mm -hmm. and have it be perfect for her, I guess, you know, is, is one thing. But I, I wanted to build those memories with it to pass on to her over time. Because yeah. I don't know, I think it's a little bit different than buying a watch to, at the time to celebrate a specific occasion, right? That's a gift versus an heirloom, I a think. A gift in a moment versus a gift planned years in advance, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, no, no. <laughs> That's incorrect. Did you tell him that? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and David, yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So yeah. hopefully that that works out. Oh, this this is a nice suggestion. What do you think? How you? I know how attached are you to that your Zen? Oh, very. It's my favorite yeah. watch that I have in my collection by far right now. I don't wear it every day. I wear it a lot, but I don't mm -hmm. wear it every day. It's especially um, perfect special occasion. You were wearing it last night. Yeah, yeah. but Celeste in space, right? Oh, it's true. Yeah, it is kind of meant to be. It right? would be. It would be awesome for her. It's cool. Um, but. I'll be very hard for me to pass that on to her until she's definitely like gonna be responsible enough and actually. I, mean, really I don't enjoy think I mean, yeah, I don't think even an eighteen-year-old should be wearing a watch with a diamond bezel. No, to be honest, no, I don't think even so. if she's responsible enough, she. Kind of I'm not sure. I want to share for a while. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's but that would be fun. Actually, you know, it'd be fun. Like early on, is maybe we should get one of those Timex Celestial ones with the disc that moves and tells mm -hmm. time pull up a picture of that that could be a fun like you know um, one see. step beyond a flick flack when she gets a little bit older and like teenage years yeah, watch that could be enjoy. Cool. i should buy one That'd before be cool. they um, is it called the celestial yeah opulence yes That's quite a name it is it good is. god okay let me just pull this pull this up here 
So this is well, not an heirloom watch, but a like introductory, introductory, theme. yeah, a little past little kid watch, celestial opulence. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I, I I'm going to sound like a jerk, but I'm not sure that any Timex should be called opulent. No, um, nor should we call it an heirloom watch. I really shouldn't be talking about it on this um, show, but. Um, just, just cool ideas for things yeah, yeah. down the road. Yeah. And actually, kind of fun story about this watch. Um, our friend was on the Virgin Galactic flight last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarisha Vanla, she works here in D.C. Yeah. Um, with me. She's um, she's great. She's fantastic. And she got to go on a flight. I don't know what watch she wore on the flight. I need to find out from her. I had asked her before, but she was, you know, obviously a little bit busy. Um, but I know that she wears one of these as a daily wear. The Timex. Kind of the Timex. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. She wanted to get a nice watch for herself, but wanted like a intro one to see if maybe that's, and so this is the next started. watch in space or maybe it's been, I, about to say yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I, I think that's probably about it. So too. We're trying to keep these episodes a little bit shorter these yeah. days to make them a little more digestible. And also with uh, the kid demanding attention, I think that works a little better for us. Yes, so, I hear a baby calling us. So. Yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, as always, please check out everything else Scottish watches and follow us on Instagram at calltheA.d yeah. um, for more where we'll post in between shows and let you know what's going on. We'll try to be back next week. And on a, as a final joke here, yes, the, the new tag Super Mario Watch is an instant error. For sure. We'll leave it there and uh, we'll see you next week. See you later. Thanks, everybody.